about it. Like Dionysus is, is kind of a forgotten god, except for in the theater world. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know about him. And so he's lost a lot of his followers. And he's so much fun. And he likes orgies. He really likes orgies. So he's very much a more the merrier kind of god. <laughs> so we're bringing him to the world. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm -hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic. From tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me. (laughs) Everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Time for the weekly woo. Woo! Woo! Woo, 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 woo! Jillian, what is the weekly woo? I am so glad you asked, Rosalie. (laughs) I've been dying to tell you. Okay, so the weekly woo is the point of the episode where Rosalie and I talk about what woo shit we've gotten up to this week, or what woo shit has happened to us, or what woo shit we've bought, or something else having to do (laughs) with woo shit. Woo! Okay, Jillian, what's your weekly woo? So I've been having some kind of stress around my job situation and also my like life direction situation, feeling really pulled that I need to be dedicating a lot more of my life and time to my reincarnation coach work, which I'm, you know, working on getting that off the ground right now. And had a frustrating day just in job matters without getting into all of the details. And in my frustration, I said to my guides, I was like, Guides, you need to like help me out here. I need some sort of a sign. I need some help. Am am I going in the right direction or am I just being, you know, bonkers to follow along this path about, you know, going back into coaching and doing that work? Because I was just feeling like I need a job that makes money kind of a thing, you know, that feeling. I I, I do know that feeling really, really, really well. Yes. (laughs) I mean, a lot of us feel that way, right? And unfortunately, a lot of us do dedicate our lives to doing things that make money. And then we're not sharing our gifts with the world. And the world continues to be an unhappy place because we're not doing the things that make us happy. Anyway, there was that. And then I went to bed. And if one thing you know about me, I'm really into my dreams. And mm -hmm, so I had a dream that um, my guide and Denise Duffield Thomas were in. And I know you don't know who she is. I do not. I've never heard of her. Yeah, I know. Well, she started something a long time ago, you know, back when I was in coaching before called Lucky Bitch. I like that name. Yeah, she's very much about like law of attraction, um, empowerment, financial empowerment for women and using cuss words. <laughs> <laughs> that is really in alignment with our brand. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yes. And she actually is doing very well. She's Australian too, and we love our Australians. Anyway, so in this in this dream, it was like I was 
I was being shown that I needed to pattern myself after her, that her and I were having kind of similar things, but mine was going to be a little different. And it was a lot about, it actually got like laid out step by step, meaning to do these work groups. And like, you'll go through this thing, and then you'll go through this thing. And like, I got like a step by step recipe about how the workshops are supposed to go. That's fucking amazing. It was amazing. (laughs) So, but then the thing that was interesting is when I went back to sleep, As I was laying there, I got an energy healing. I swear to God, I swear to God, as I laid there, it started with my crown chakra and I could feel Uh them working on my crown. And then they were doing a lot of work in my third eye. And they just went down one by one to all of my different chakras. Because normally when I do that, I go from the root and go up. But they started the crown. And I could feel like something rushing in through my crown. It felt like, it almost felt like I was dizzy, this energy coming in. And then they went back after they went through all of them and continued to work on my third eye chakra. So clearly, our guides are wanting to work on our third eye chakra. <laughs> right. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I like the idea of, of doing like a cleansing from the crown chakra down mm. because then, because for those of you who aren't aware, the crown chakra is what connects you to the divine. And Jillian knows more about chakras than I do. So maybe she has additional stuff to say about it. Yeah, that's definitely the one that as you open it, that's the one that connects you to actually a lot more communication with your guides, Mm -hmm. your goddess, whatever um, deities up there. And that's also one that sometimes you want to close down a little bit as well as if you want to kind of not get so much information from the world around you. Right. But yeah, so like opening that up and being like, okay, I'm going to take the like cleansing power of the divine Mm -hmm. and bring it down. Yes. I like that. So it was great. I was like, cool, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the healing. I think clearly the universe wants you to do your work. Apparently so. (laughs) Um, Anyway. So that's my weekly woo. Rosalie, what's your weekly woo? Mine also involves a dream, but it is so very different. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's weekly woo. both dreams, though. That's kind of interesting. So the other night, I had a dream about this house. And I say house, what I mean is mansion. Oh, nice. Well, eh. <laughs> oh, okay. Not nice. Bad mansion. <laughs> it's a mansion that there was a family that lived there. And I used to be friends with the daughter. And I spent a lot of time there as a little kid because her house wasn't too far from my not a mansion house. Okay. And can I ask too, this is in real life you're talking about. Yes, this is okay. real life. It wasn't like this wasn't part of your dream. No, no, no. All it's the backstory. Just, right. This is the backstory. The mansion from real life. It's okay. still there. It was in my dream and I've had a few dreams about it. And it's a it's a mansion house thing that I've dreamt about for years. And I don't you know, it's like, what what's going on? Why am I dreaming about this mansion? So I decided to do a little research into it. And currently it's part of a hotel. Oh, a super swanky hotel. Nice. And like you can rent out the whole mansion. It's 12,000 square feet. Okay. But then as I was looking into it, I found some articles on the history of this house. And before the family that I was friends with lived there, it was <laughs> it was the headquarters for a cult. <laughs> Oh, no. Good. A doomsday cult. Good. That's great. And it was pretty small. I'm not going to say the name of the cult just because I don't want people to figure out who I'm talking about. Yeah. And then 
I found out that the father of the girl I was friends with was convicted of white-collar crimes. Oh, no. Defrauding this bank that he was the CEO of. and Oh, like, no. Spent like eight years in prison. That's how he afforded the mansion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just this bizarre like, oh, there was a cult. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really interesting is we spent a lot of time in the basement, which yeah. is which is weird when you have a 12,000 square foot house. Fact. True. The, the dad had his office in the basement. Interesting. It always creeped me out. Yes. Why would this guy have his office in the basement? Exactly. That is so bizarre. In a mansion. In a, a 12,000 square foot mansion. That is odd. Did you ever find out any what was going on with the basement energy? No, I didn't. I was just a kid, but mm -hmm. I just feel like there was some weird shit that happened with that cult. And like the cult leader, her husband died while they were living in that city. I don't know if it happened in the house. Oh, it probably did. I think it did. He had a stroke. So mm. I suspect that he had the stroke, at least in the house, whether he died there or not, I don't know. But then she claimed that the world was going to end in 1990. And spoiler alert, it didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just just so weird to find out that this house that keeps showing up in my dreams and mm. has since I was a kid, turns out to have this really dark and weird past. Yes. So here's a little bit about dream symbology. Not a, might not apply to you, and everybody's dream symbology is, is unique and different. But generally, when we dream about houses, it's often about they represent ourself. So okay. you think that you're a mansion, Rosalie, is when it comes <laughs> I, to a creepy cult mansion. Yeah, I was going to say, what does it mean when you dream about a creepy cult mansion? I don't because know. I wasn't dreaming about a house, Jillian. <laughs> I was dreaming about a creepy yes. cult mansion. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, before the cult part, I'd be like, you have, you know, so much, so many aspects of yourself, like you're rich with opportunities and offerings about yeah, except that like the richness comes from fraud <laughs> <laughs> yeah this this might not be the perfect dream interpretation <laughs> so what i'm hoping is that someday we'll be able to like pull together like a group and go to that hotel and stay yes. there for a couple of nights when we have money yes we could we could do one of my my workshops that the guides told me to do. Yes. We could do a weekend workshop. And that was actually in the dream that it was like maybe going to be a two-day workshop. <laughs> so there you go. Because there was yes. so much of like, oh, this might be two days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorted. So we're definitely going to. We're definitely going to have a workshop in the creepy cult mansion. This is what we should do from now on is just take our two weekly woos and blend them together at the end. <laughs> Figure out how they match up. <laughs> Create something new. <laughs> I don't know that it'll work as well with every no, of our weekly woos. Damn it, sure I'm willing one. to try. Yes. And here you're like, oh, we're going to have a great workshop. And I'm like, no, we're ghost hunting. Yes. Well, maybe a little of both. Okay, so All right. on that note. On that note, let's get into our topic. Let's get into it. This is developing psychic abilities and intuitive abilities. So why don't we start with defining psychic abilities and intuitive abilities? Oh, battling about the definition. <laughs> battling about it. 
Jillian, go. Oh, good. You're putting me first because you want to react am. to what I say. I do. I you do want to react to what you say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for me, intuition is very much about kind of that sixth sense, knowing, getting information beyond what you're picking up through your traditional five senses. And psychic, I don't know, for me, psychic and intuition are kind of very similar, very much the same. Although psychic to me has a bit more of a predicting the future quality to it. Mm. Whereas intuitive is more about like gathering information about like the now, like psychic, I can tell you what's going to happen in a year. Whereas intuitive is like, I get a sense of maybe who you are as a person might be some intuitive information that I get. Okay, interesting. So I would say that intuitive intuition like that is definitely used in the way that you're describing. But it also kind of bugs me a little bit to use it that way. Okay. And the reason is, I think that there's intuition, and there's intuition. Mm. And I think that everybody has intuition. And everybody has the ability to develop intuition. Okay. But they're kind of two different things. And so I like to take the second one and call that psychic abilities. I'm, I'm really glad that we're doing this verbally, because I don't know how you would indicate that in a book. Intuition <laughs> versus intuition. <laughs> little stars around intuition. Maybe one needs to be italicized. (laughs) But intuition, the the one that everybody just has naturally. Like that gut instinct. It is a gut instinct. But what I've read, um, I wish I could remember where I read it, but I've read in like some relatively respectable places, like articles, That people, like scientists are talking about intuition as like, oh, really what it is, is it's all of the stuff that your five senses are taking Mm -hmm. in that your brain kind of filters out as unimportant to focus on. So you only, you like, you know, think about your peripheral vision. You've got so much vision to the sides, but when you're looking straight ahead, you're not really focused on the peripheral vision. But there might be really important clues Mm -hmm. about what's happening in the world around you based on the peripheral vision. And so your conscious mind is focused on one thing, but your subconscious is compiling all of this data and giving you your intuition. It's saying, hey, maybe don't do this. Or maybe that person is giving you a bad vibe. And it's not because you're psychic. It's because all of these clues Mm -hmm. have been compiled by your subconscious and are saying, red alert, that person's kind of a creeper. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And also, like, another example of that would be, like, somebody who's intuitive about the stock market. But, you know, subconsciously, they're collecting all of this information about the world around them and yes. what's going on in the markets and everything and just kind of having a sense for maybe financial rhythms and so have an intuitive sense of, like, I think for me, I got involved in Airbnb early. Mm-hmm. Back when I had to just tell people what it was, nobody knew what it was and people thought I was crazy for being an Airbnb host <laughs> that I let strangers into my apartment, which I was crazy for doing that. That's fine. Correct. (laughs) Um, But like, so for me, getting into that, it wasn't an intuitive, like, it wasn't a psychic thing for me. But it still was kind of like what you're talking about. I could sense, I could kind of get that this was a wave of the future, the sharing economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I prefer to use the term psychic to talk about the other things. So I actually do think of like intuition as kind of your sixth sense, like this 
this compilation of okay. all of your senses. And then your psychic senses are like your seventh, eighth, ninth, whatever. But nobody else uses that terminology. So I don't know really either. That's actually false. Oh, <laughs> I have a book right here. <laughs> so a, a, a friend of mine whose name is David Zarza, who's a psychic medium, who is one of the most wonderful people I have ever met. He's just a, a, a gentle person. Um, he's a medium, but he's also a psychic. And he has these intuitive classes that he has done in the past and has written a book. And he called this book, I had it on hands in case I wanted to look anything up, called <laughs> Seventh Sense Living Psychic Gym Handbook, Spiritual Development Through Gatherings, Fellowship, and Practice. So he also referred to it as Seventh Sense. All right. So we'll link to it in the show notes as well as his site. He's a He's a lovely and very gifted medium, too. Yeah. Uh, so then as far as the psychic stuff, seventh sense, as it were, I would say that that's just that is the ability to know things that your senses aren't picking up, like okay. you're saying. But that includes your intuition in the the mundane sort of way. Okay. So the like, oh, my spidey senses are tingling and telling me that my friend Marjorie is in trouble and then Marjorie's you know halfway across the country and then you know you get a phone call and it's Marjorie and she's mm -hmm. like oh my gosh help I'm in trouble right yes so that's more of a psychic thing to yeah me. well you've won me over Rosalie oh great yeah I'll <laughs> let you in persuasive I'll let you win the battle <laughs> So for me, I don't know, I've also kind of seen intuition and psychic a little bit differently because my psychic, and I'll call it psychic for the purpose of this episode, my psychic information comes in a lot of different ways, which we'll delve into. Like, I kind of get a gut sense about things. Sometimes I have dreams. Sometimes I kind of read information. There's a variety of flavors. And it isn't always necessarily like, I know psychic information about the future, or I can predict right. something. So when I was a life coach before, I called myself an intuitive life coach. And the reason mm -hmm. I called myself an intuitive life coach is because I was really tapping into an, an other sense, whether it was a sixth sense or a seventh sense, as I sat across from that person and really was kind of reading a lot of information about what it was they really needed to be working on, mm -hmm. uh, more than just what they were saying with their mouth, trying to sense what was really underneath and trying to like being able to pull the words that needed to be said that helped them unlock whatever it was that they they needed to have unlocked. So that's why I called myself an intuitive. It wasn't like I sat there and told them like, you know, you came to a life coach and I said, well, on this path, you'll encounter a demon. And on this path, you'll have riches. Like it wasn't that kind of a psychic, right? Experience. Uh, so, but I always felt a little uncomfortable about using the word intuitive life coach because I felt like maybe I was a little bit of a fraud because it was so just like natural and easy for me as opposed to like, you know, some sort of a palm reading sort of an experience. And it came to a crescendo of the most awkward when I was getting my hair cut. <laughs> and because you know, you're in a, I don't like getting my hair cut. And the reason why is like, I feel like I have to have like this artificial conversation for an hour with a person. Mm -hmm. If I could just sit there and not say anything, I know unusual for me. <laughs> but if I could just sit there and not have to say anything, I'd be fine. But because it's like I had to have this artificial conversation, like I wait a year before I get my hair cut. <laughs> 
So I had this woman and of course you're chatting about what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm an intuitive life coach. And she interpreted it as if I was a psychic and could read all of this information and kind of went off. And I was just feeling really like, I felt like I was a liar on some, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not a liar. I do get intuitive information, but it's not like I know that their granny has passed, you know? Right. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's such a nuanced world. There's a lot of different things that it means. When we talk yeah. about being psychic. For me, psychic, it's it's all of the different things. Mm-hmm. And I agree that, unfortunately, the idea behind psychic is either somebody's a fraud and they're like, oh, I'm a psychic and I'm going to tell the future and yeah. please give me $8,000 to fix your problem or whatever. Yes. And then there's the like, oh, you can tell the future or what What are my lottery numbers mm-hmm. or you know, this or that. But I think that there's just a lot of different types of psychic powers And so when I think about the future, I think of that as clairvoyance. So, you know, there are different ways of being psychic. Okay, so that's what Rosalie was talking about. Clairvoyant is the ability to see. And when we hear in the media about being psychic, a lot of emphasis is putting on clairvoyance, being able to see the future, having visions. And I think that's actually kind of unfortunate because a lot of people discount what their particular psychic information is because it doesn't look like a particular way. Like growing up, I remember like there's those cards. That was a test on whether or not you're psychic because you had a card and you had to like see what was on the other side of the card. That's right. There's like a whole thing in the first Ghostbusters movie with that. And I always failed at that horribly. Like, I don't know if it's triangular. or so. In fact, I failed probably so badly that that may have been psychic in and of itself. <laughs> I don't know. It was statistically improbable how much you failed it. <laughs> probably. Probably. So but that's one kind that you being able to have visions or seeing things, whatever. There's also clairsentient, which I think mm-hmm. is probably the most common one. And it's also kind of a gateway drug. If you really focus on the one that you are naturally good at, you can then develop the others. But clairsentient is a, as a feeling being able to feel uh, that psychic information. Do you have a way to kind of describe it, Rosalie? I mean, I think you did a really good job. I think most of what I experience is clear sentient. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, oh, I, I, I use the word see a lot because it's third eye vision as opposed mm-hmm. to eyeball vision for me. Yeah. And I sometimes get pictures. So, I, you know, I'm not an expert in the clairs and the, the definitions of them. So I think you're doing a great job. Okay, great. I'll keep on going. <laughs> And I'll, and I'll get back to back to that. But for so clear sentient, think about it. Gut, the gut instinct, the gut feeling, that's clear sentient. When you feel something, right? When you get kind of a reaction, particularly in your, I get it in my solar plexus. And I'll talk about how you can kind of play around with psychic powers later on using your clear sentience. Um, because I think that is probably most likely if you have a, a clear, that's probably the one you're going to want to focus on first. Not always. Um, another one is clairaudient. So audient, audio, hearing things. So if you hear voices, uh, you get words, that sort of thing. And then there's also, I don't remember what it, claircognizant? I don't know. Uh, but I'm just going to say what it is. It's knowing. There's a sense, and that's another one I, I get too. And some people oh, will I get, get that. that. too. Mm-hmm. Where you just, mm-hmm. it's not so much a feeling, it's a knowing. Like, I know this is going to happen. I am yeah. certain about it. So that's an, another one. So those are those are kind of the, the big ones. There's also dreaming as well, which mm-hmm. I don't have a clair for that. 
But uh, yeah, those are kind of the those are the big ones. Well, I think, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't dreaming just a method of tapping into those as opposed to its own separate thing? Um, I I kind of see it as something that taps into it, but I know David calls it out as, as its own separate thing. Oh, okay. So, I would also uh, lump empathy in mm. there. Empathy with a capital E as opposed to empathy of just like understanding what it's like to be somebody else or to put yourself in their shoes. Um, empathy, I'm, I would consider myself to be an empath. And it's, I would, I would lump it under the psychic abilities, but it's so different as well that it may be... It, it, I think it kind of deserves its own podcast episode. Yeah, agreed. Because there's a lot of rich stuff in being an empath and a lot of struggles too with being an empath and things you have to learn on how to take care of yourself. It can really take a toll on your body being an empath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm nodding emphatically. <laughs> <laughs> Not empathically, emphatically. <laughs> are the word games we play. <laughs> So that's kind of the overview of like all the different types of intuition. I do want to throw in one that's one of my strengths that we'll get into in some of my stories. For me, it's a clear sentient. It's a feeling intuition, but it's the ability to find things. Oh my gosh, I need you in my life I am weirdly good at it. (laughs) Like when I lived with my mother, she utilized it every day. Uh, Yeah, if you were my roommate, I would use that every day too. (laughs) I think one of my favorite moments, she'd always lose her glasses or her keys and she'd be like, Jill, where are my keys? And then I would just walk and get them and give them to her. But one of the most powerful ones, she couldn't find her glasses. And I was, I looked all over and I was standing over her bed, like this corner of her bed. I'm like, it's right here. I know it's right here. I could feel it in my, in my solar plexus. I'm like, they're right here, but I couldn't find them. I couldn't find them at all. And I'm like, I just know they're right here. And then so a couple hours went by and she found them. And I I was like, where were they? And she said, they were right there, right where you had said on the bed, it was under some of the comforter kind of stuff. (laughs) So that for me was like one of those, it was it was more than just like collecting information and like knowing things through my five senses, right? Because mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, now, so what I'm hoping that you can do is after the pandemic is over and we're able to actually like hang out in person, is I would like for you to teach my husband that skill. <laughs> because I lose everything all the time, Jillian. And I don't. I don't know that I have that ability to find shit. Like, I think I've got the opposite problem, like some sort of anti-psychic ability. That's how we're a pair, because we balance each other out. (laughs) Right. But my husband needs to have that power so that he can balance. Got it. I'll teach him things. I'll teach him things. (laughs) Oh, good. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you ever use your pendulum to find things? I never have, actually. Yes. That's an interesting idea. Use it. I have used the pendulum. So for those of you who don't know, a pendulum is, well, you should all know what a pendulum is, but in case you don't. <laughs> well, but there's pendulums and there's pendulums. This you is know, true. There's the magical tool and there's like the, the normal one. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell what the magical one is? <laughs> so typically it's a crystal or sometimes just like a metal point that is attached to a chain or a string mm-hmm. and you hold it in one hand and it moves. Yes. So what you do to get it kind of tuned up 
Because you can even make one, right? I mean, it's nice to have one with a fancy crystal on it, but you could make one. And you hold it over your palm. At least this is how I was taught. You hold Mm -hmm. it over your palm and you say the word yes, and it will like do a pattern, maybe a back and forth or a circle to say that this is the symbol for yes. And then you say no, and it'll give you the symbol for no. And then you'll say, I don't know, or other, and it'll give you another. So that you match up with what, how you communicate with the pendulum. Mm -hmm. I have used this and I have, oh, I have a story to tell. (laughs) This is the story that even my very atheist, very science-loving brother kind of is like, that's a little freaky. (laughs) (laughs) So I had this cat, honey, uh, and I, my brother was taking care of her for a while because I was Mm -hmm. living someplace I couldn't have her. And then he ended up going on a vacation and gave her to my mom to take care of for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Mom doesn't know how to take care of cats. So the cat got out. It ran away. And this is when the cat was in Portland and I was in Seattle. Uh Okay. So the cat was gone. And day after day after day, my mom and my brother going out searching for this cat all around the neighborhood. It's been about a week. And I'm like, I have to come down and find this cat. So I drive down. I get home, right? They've been going out every day for a week looking for this cat. I get to my mom's home. I park the car and I am damned. I'm going to find that cat. So I I brought my pendulum with me and I used it to kind of help me figure out which direction to go into. So I used it for the first part. And then I just used my gut. And I, within, I swear to God, within 45 minutes, I found the cat. And I was about three quarters of a mile away. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, I could feel like I was on this path. I could feel myself being pulled to this to this one little path and I went down it and I turned my head and there she was just sitting in a driveway (laughs) in a neighborhood I'd never been in before at all and I picked her I just went over and I picked her up and I like (laughs) walked home for three quarters of a mile and I walk in my mom and my brother are both there they had just been out looking for the cat right they've been looking for a week I walk in with the cat in my arms And they're like, what the fuck? They are floored. And I'm like, yeah, I was going to find this fucking cat. That's amazing. It was so amazing. And my mom was like, you should work with the police to find murderers. And I'm like, I don't want to find murderers. That's not what I want to do. That's not what you want to do with your life? No. Psychically find murderers? No. I don't. Yes, that was like probably the biggest like and it was like I was there was I was not taking no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of my amazing. big one. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> so so also of interest about this, I went and had a past life reading from a student at this school mm-hmm. here in Portland, the Portland Psychic School. And um in, none of them really resonated with me. It doesn't mean they weren't true. Or false, whatever. But he did have one where he was like, you used to be uh, this woman in medieval times that would go out to find, and you had a special gift. You would go and find people that had like run off and bring them back, but like in a good way, not like in a bad way. So I was like, I was like, well, I am like eerily good at finding things. So maybe you should consider becoming a psychic bounty hunter. I could do that again. Who do I want to find? And I will I will also say, like, I'm like, I'm gonna use my gifts to help all the lost animals. And so, like, I've gone out there searching for animals like multiple mm-hmm. times. At the very beginning of COVID, I was like out there, like looking for animals. 
The problem with trying to find animals is that they go into people's private property. So I'm standing there like, I think it's under this basement in here, but I can't just like break in. So I'm like, fuck, I want to help the cat, but I don't want to be arrested. And I, because I'm like crazy, like I'm looking for a cat. I think she's in your basement. I don't think that's going to protect me. I would let you in if you did that. Thank you. But of course, I already know you. I'd just be like, Jillian, I don't have a basement, but sure, you can look at my creepy crawl space. You do in that mansion. Yes, in the creepy cult mansion. Creepy cult mansion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That basement we're breaking into. You know, it's so interesting to hear you talk about your abilities, your, your psychic or intuitive abilities. I feel like mine come more... If I'm being deliberate about it. Mm. So I get it through reading tarot cards. I get it through dreams sometimes. And less just like, oh, it's over here, right? Like I found a thing. Talk to me a little bit more about how it shows up for you when you read tarot cards. Like what is that experience it's like? It's knowing. It's just, okay. it's, it's a knowing, right? So it's like, oh, I look at the cards and then something comes and I just say it. And okay. I'm like, yes, that is that is what the cards are saying. That is what's what's true. Okay. Although I will say, I think part of it is is that I have very deliberately worked on creating big shields and closing my third eye when I need to, because I am an empath and it took me a long time to mm. develop methods of keeping stuff out because for a lot of empaths, it just all comes at you all the time. Yes. There's no natural barriers like there can be with psychic eyes like an eyelid third eyes because there you can imagine an eyelid and it's like oh i'm just shutting the third eye right but with when you're an empath there's just so much all the time and i think that that's in part why it's more specific to certain times oh i got it that's when you're kind of creating the space to allow the intuitive information come to come through exactly um that being said when it comes to entities, mm-hmm. I definitely have less ability to filter those out. And what is that experience like too? Like how do you see them or what is that like? Sometimes I see them. Sometimes I see ghosts. Um, this is, I have so many ghost stories and creepy stories, but this one's pretty mild So and quick. So I'll tell you, there's a movie theater in Portland called the St. John's Twin Cinemas. And the first time I went there, I walked in and was like, oh, this place is haunted as fuck, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just, I knew, like I walked in, it was like a, a palpable sense of this is a space that belongs to these spirits. And I didn't see anything in particular happen until I had to go to the bathroom And I walked into the hallway and I saw a woman holding the hand of a little kid. And I think it was a little boy. And they walked into the women's room. And I was like, okay, cool. And I go into the women's room and nobody else was there. Okay. So it was just, you know, tiny bathroom. It's not like there was anywhere to hide. There were two stalls. Both stall doors were open. And yeah, there was nobody else in there. So it was actually a scene. You saw them as if they were flesh and blood people. Okay. It wasn't like they were hazy, ghosty. No, just two people walking into the bathroom. But then I saw something kind of hazy towards the end of the movie, kind of up high above the screen. It was like, oh, there's a guy watching all of us. And he's happy because we're enjoying the movie. Well, what I mean, come on. If you're going to be a ghost, what a great place to be a ghost is a movie theater. 
Right. Because then you'd be able to watch movies all the time <laughs> for free. It was originally a vaudeville stage. There you go. And it turned out that it is well known to be a haunted location mm-hmm. in Portland. So yeah, that's I I have seen ghosts, but sometimes I kind of and I guess maybe this is clairvoyance. I don't know, but like I see them with my third eye, where yeah. my eyeballs don't see anything, but I see something. So like when you know, in one of the previous episodes, we we talked about how I saw a woman throw balls of negative yes. energy at me because yes. I'd been seeing her. I'd been seeing her entities. I knew she had three entities that kind of lived with her. Yeah, and I saw them. Like every time she came in, I didn't see them with my eyeballs, but I knew that they were there and I knew what they looked like. And that's a thing that happens for me with entities. Also, with some like really negative entities, and I'm not going to say they're ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. I can often just see a person and be like oh you've got a demon which is that's always super fun (laughs) (laughs) it's always delight you're like hey yeah it's kind of interesting so for me as i've talked about like i have the clairsentience but and as i said like once you really develop one you can start to develop others so i've Mm -hmm. also kind of developed a um clear uh visual clairvoyant (laughs) clairvoyant as well and for me and actually so I had a I had a boss previously who like loved that I was intuitive and Mm -hmm. so she would ask me information and I would like check in and tell her what I got like I think this person's gonna leave because I was in HR right this person's gonna leave within a year you know and this is what's gonna happen here Um, and she even noticed this that when I tap into that information I look I like look aside it's, it's, it, I don't know, but it's like, I have to look aside. I would do this when I would do energy healings as well. Cause when I would do energy healings, I'd also receive information and it would be like in my mind's eye, I would get some sort of an imagery that I could then kind of use my sensing to kind of feel what does that imagery mean? So I would combine the two of them. Um, but it was never like I actually see something in the world. Right. Um, it was more just like getting sort of a mental picture. But it, there, it, but it's interesting. I, it's There's something about me looking to the side that opens it up for me, or that's how I'm like looking into it. I don't know why, but it is a thing. I'm pretty sure, like as you're saying that, I'm pretty sure I look up. Interesting. When I'm doing okay. It. Like, up or down and to the left. So I have had a few times when like stuff comes to me and it's not entities, right? And they seem to be disaster or bad thing related to some degree. The most recent that happened to me was this past October. I was driving my son to his nanny share and it's not a far drive. It's like a little bit less than two miles. I, As I was driving, I was like, oh, a tree is going to fall down somewhere on my route. Mm. And I just, I was like, this is going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Yeah, so knowing. I took that knowledge and I was like, okay, I'm just going to put the energy out into the world that all of the people are safe, right? So that when the tree falls, because it's going to fall, that it doesn't fall on anybody. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't cause too much damage to somebody who can't afford it, right? So I just kind of put that energy out there that that it wasn't going to be too bad. That's nice. Thanks. And I got home and, and I hadn't seen any trees that were falling on my route. And then a few minutes after I got home, a woman that I know who lives on my route posted on Facebook that a tree had fallen on her house. Mm. And she, like, I drive right past her house. There you go. <laughs> and nobody was hurt. 
and there was minimal damage done to her house. And I don't know if that was me, right? Like that could have just been the tree falling, but I I let her know. I was like, hey, so I knew something was going to fall along this route. And uh, I did a little protection spell. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. And she was like, please. Do a pr- protection spell anytime you're feeling it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've had some times when my psychic abilities kind of manifest as like knowing that something icky is going to happen. Mm. That actually, my first psychic experience that is known was kind of mm-hmm. like that, except I was too I was too young to know it was an icky thing. Mm. So I'm kind of fortunate I was raised by a family that was open to psychic stuff like my dad's mother would have psychic dreams she had a she had a dream this is famous in my family that my grandmother had a dream about a dozen eggs and one of the eggs was missing okay and she knew that it meant all of the eggs were the children and the grandchildren and that she was going to die before the last egg was born and i was the last egg Oh, yes. So I never met her. But I like have this connection to her because like, I was the last egg. So I imagine people are wondering how psychic powers differ from the movies versus real life. And that's something that we kind of talked about when we talked about magic. I think it it's relevant for psychic powers as well. Yeah, because I mean, I think, you know, when we talked about in our episode, uh, how we became woo. When I was a kid, I remember seeing all of this psychic stuff on movies and, I mean, psychic stuff on television shows and really wanting to be psychic, like this girl who could know the future. Um, and so it took me a long time to realize that, hey, I, I am psychic, but I don't know that grandma's going to die, right? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, and I think there's definitely not much media time that's spent on the more subtle forms Mm -hmm. of psychic powers. It's more like, oh, I'm a psychic and I can tell exactly what happened at this crime scene. Exactly. Or I can read the future. And there's also a lot of like, oh, I am going to do some dark black magic in order to get this psychic vision and I'm going to sacrifice something. And so, you know, there's kind of these... There's a lot of sort of stereotypes that go along with Mm -hmm. it. There's also a lot of like people who are definitely just in it to defraud you. Oh, yes. People who talk to ghosts all the time. And, you know, so there's there's some interesting portrayals of what it's like in the media. Mm -hmm. Because it's dramatic, right? They want the drama. Right. Right. Which is, you know, I get it. Me being like, oh, a tree is going to fall. So I'm just going to do a little boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And <laughs> it doesn't make it won't hurt anybody. It doesn't make a great episode, Rosalie. It doesn't. And like just, oh, a kid is walking to a bathroom with his mom. Oh, they're not there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's not that it's not that interesting, <laughs> quite frankly. Jillian finds the cat. <laughs> Jillian found her mom's glasses. The show. <laughs> I'm tuning in every week. Now I'm picturing like a reality TV show where you have to find shit. (laughs) That would be a lot of pressure. But then be like, here are your keys. I found them. (laughs) Ta-da. Yes. And then there's also the like reading people's minds. Oh, that. Yes. That's the other thing too. It's just like that people freak out if they think that like, that's what I thought about that hairdresser. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't read your mind, bitch. You're safe. (laughs) Yeah. I think that there are people out there who have the ability to read the minds of 
certain other people, right? Like I know that there are twins, like identical twins who have the ability to kind of know what the other one is thinking. I've heard stories about that. And I think that that is a thing that happens. There's probably other people where they have a relationship with someone and are able to kind of tap into to the surface thoughts. See, I would I would twist that a little bit or tweak it because I don't know about reading minds to be able to read your mind and know what you're thinking. However, I do believe in telepathic communication because I experience it. Okay, what do you mean by that? So it's not like I can look into your mind and know everything that you're thinking and what you're judging and da 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 da. But like, I will, this happens a lot. Like, I'll ask a question just at the same time you're about to tell me about something. Mm. Or like, that will happen a lot with like my dad, for example, or other things where you're kind of just tuned into each other because thought is its own energy that can communicate. Yeah. I think this is a whole nother episode, but I think. <laughs> In the future, when we are more evolved beings, we will be able to communicate telepathically. We just can't right now. So I'm wondering, like, when you experience that, are you, like, getting the words that they're going to say before they say them? Nope. No. Okay. It's more, but but sometimes it will be exactly the same word. Mm-hmm. It's more like exactly this, like, I'll say a phrase at the exact same time my dad does or somebody else okay. does. And it hasn't just been with my dad. It's been with other people as well. Sure. Um, and it has happened more when I've been into the intuitive psychic stuff. When I'm not, it yeah. doesn't happen as much. Um, yes. But yeah, phrases that I wouldn't necessarily say. Or like, for example, I'll ask somebody if they want a glass of water just at the same time they're about to ask me for a glass mm-hmm. of water. That sort of, it's like they're communicating to me and they just haven't opened their mouth yet to say it. Right. Okay, interesting. Is how it is. It is a communication as opposed to digging into your mind and discovering your secrets. Yes, I think that's a good point. I don't think that, I mean, I don't know, maybe there are people out there who can, but I've never encountered someone who said that they could. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. They probably keep that secret because that would freak me the shit out if somebody could literally read my mind. Yeah, but I don't think that there are people out there who are like, oh, okay, you had saltines for breakfast. Yes. And, oh, your locker combination from fifth grade was this. And, yes. oh, your social security number is this, right? Like, I yeah. don't think that people can can tap into your memories and your thoughts without your permission. I sure hope so. If you're thinking about, oh, I want this person to know this thing about me, then maybe they might be able to pick up on some of it. But I, I don't know. I am not telepathic in that way mm. that I know. I don't know, maybe yeah. I am, and I just I mean, haven't practiced it. It wasn't something that I always was. It was just something that started happening as I was developing a lot of other intuitive abilities or psychic abilities that yeah. I was just like, oh, this is and like the first time it happens, like, oh, ha, it's kind of funny. I said the same thing. And then it just kept on happening. And I'm like, this is <laughs> a little weird, like yeah. different than how it had always been in my life. It's just like, okay, it just kind of happens. It's, I'm not to the point where I can like use it or like telepathically communicate with somebody. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> You'd be like, hmm, ask me this question. We're definitely going to have to. When we're in the same room again, because I don't think it would work so well from far away, we're going to have to like sit down and try to read each other's minds and see yes. if we can do it. We'll practice that. I like it. Oh, uh, let's talk about other things that people can play with to practice. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good segue. 
Great, let's. I love telling stories that I know people want to know, things that they can do. Right. So I actually took, I went to a kind of an odd, one of my one of my multiple college experiences. I went to one that had a lot of interesting classes, and I took one called the Psychology of Intuition. Ooh. Yeah, which really wasn't about psychology at all. <laughs> but it was great. For a weekend, we just did all of these different psychic exercises to learn different psychic abilities. Yeah. It was really cool. So for example, one, so I'm going to share some of them so that, you know, people have ideas to play with. One was there was a variety of photographs and um, you had to kind of, um, they had a question and you had to kind of try to answer the question from looking at the photograph. Mm -hmm. And I failed at every single one of them, except for there was this dog and it asked what the dog died from. And immediately I got this as I was tapping into it, I immediately got this feeling like it was the blood. It was like kind of feeling and visual at the same time imagery. Like I just saw all of the arteries, the blood of the dog. Mm. And I said it was some sort of a, like a blood disease. And it was, I believe it was leukemia. Oh. And it was, it was a blood cancer that the dog yeah. had died from. And it was like, it was one of those things. Like I knew it. I that one I knew it wasn't a guess. Like I knew that that's what it was. So to take that little story and turn it to our audience. Yeah. See if you can like, Partner up with some friends to get some photos to be like, have them like write questions and see if you can't look at the picture. And you might find that certain things, like, for example, the ones about people, I didn't get information, but the ones about the one about the animal, I did. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one. So I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Please do. <laughs> it's not the Jillian show. <laughs> Despite how much you want it to be. I know it. <laughs> There are going to be things that you are just naturally yes. better at. Yes. So you might be able to psychically tap into what an animal is feeling or thinking. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with people, you might be totally at a loss. Yes. Right? And it might specifically be dogs or it might specifically be turtles or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like you might have a very, very, very focused thing. And if you want to broaden your abilities, I would start with the things that are coming naturally. To yes. You. 800%. Yeah. And then once you sort of start to really work with your abilities, other things are going to become easier. Yeah, exactly. It spreads into other areas. Mm -hmm. But you want to strengthen the things that are a little bit more natural to you first. So playing around and exploring to find out what that is, or looking in your life to see like, where have you kind of known things or gotten feelings about things? Was it about finding something? Was it about an animal? Was it about somebody's emotion? Was it about the future? That's a kind of way. And then, yeah, to get a book like David's book that has a lot of exercises in it or other books or many, many books out there. I'm not getting any kickback from David. Uh, the other thing I want to say, too, about as you're playing around with things, and I think this is one of the reasons why it's really good to start with something that you're strong at, because if you start with something that you're weak at, you're going to judge yourself more. And the more you judge yourself, you kind of shut yourself down. So for me, I really like to just say whatever the shit comes out of my mouth. <laughs> a thing you like to do, Jillian? Shit my soul says, right? <laughs> this is the shit my soul says. And that's what, you know, when I would do energy healing, that's what I would tell people. Like I would read them as I did the energy healing. And I'd be like, I don't know, this is, I'm just going to tell you whatever I get and we'll see what happens. And maybe it's bullshit. And maybe you don't know what it means, but I will tell you there was stuff that I, like I was able to sense that somebody was pregnant. The thing is, is when you censored or when you try to interpret it, you kind of squinch things a bit. I would say it's probably a really good exercise to have some sort of book 
or mm-hmm. journal that you write in. Yes. When you have these things that happen, because when you get any sort of feeling, if you're not used to it, then it can be really hard to remember. Yeah. Really, really hard to remember because it's a different part of your brain that's activated than the memory part of your brain. Yes. And so writing it down as soon as it happens is really helpful. So you can do that with your dreams if you're interested in seeing if maybe you have some psychic dreams or interesting messages from your dreams or... You know, if you're like, oh, I have a feeling about this, just write it down as soon as you get a chance. And you can, it can be an actual physical book, it can be on your computer, whatever. But then after a little time has passed, you can kind of go back and look and say, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. that's a thing that happened. Or that's what my, my intuition said, my, I'm sorry, my psychic abilities. (laughs) And I would also make sure to say, or to write down the date. So Mm. that way, you know, oh, okay, I had that dream after so and so had this happen to them. So it clearly was not about that. But maybe it was about this thing that happened later. Yes. Yeah, because you might even realize that it is a psychic dream that you're having. It's one of the reasons why I like to tell everybody about the dreams that they're in. So actually, I had a coworker I was like, who was engaged. I was like, oh, I had this dream that you were getting married. And I knew she was engaged. I'm like, but you didn't want to get married. And I was like, it was so funny, da, 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 da. And I told her about it. And apparently it totally creeped her out because she did not want to get married. And she ended up breaking off the engagement. She told me later, she's just like, yeah, when you told me that dream, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) But not all of it came true. Like one, her boss that she didn't like was the bridesmaid. And that was the funny part. (laughs) It's like, can you imagine she was your bridesmaid? But but yeah, so writing it down, I think is great because you might not find out until later on that you were Mm -hmm. actually kind of right. And it might not be 100% right. You know, like that yeah. dream. It's not like she. this one woman was the bridesmaid in this dream or it came out exactly. But the essence of it was um, was something true. So the more because the more you do it, the more you'll be able to read like, OK, is this a thought or is this a knowing? Like, so example, like a question I had earlier, uh, Rosalie, when you were talking about the tarot cards and you have this knowing and this thought comes through you. Does it feel different to you than your own thoughts? Yes. Talk about that. I wish I could give a really clear verbal description of how it feels. It's like I it's almost like it's coming through a different part of my brain. Mm. And I definitely think that there's a crown chakra element to it where knowledge kind of comes in through my crown chakra a lot. And I know that that third eye is supposed to be the one that's like the psychic going to get. But mm-hmm. I think that they they work in tandem. I agree. I don't think, I don't think that one versus the other is going to be key. But yeah, it's almost, here's another weird thing. It almost feels like when I'm talking, it comes through my sinuses (laughs) instead of my throat. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm trying to come up with words to describe a very nonverbal experience. But you know, I think one of the things that you're touching upon is something that I've learned is it often is associated with a particular part of your body. Mm -hmm. And it varies from person to person. Yes. So for me, it's in my gut or my solar plexus specifically in my solar plexus. So like, I've learned like I've had imagery that has been totally full of shit because I'm I'm I know now from testing it out from saying is this this isn't psychic this is me imagining something in my head so I know now what that feels like and I know yeah me seeing this isn't that how I see that in that way that is not psychic that's my brain but when I but when I feel it in this different way and when I check in with my gut my gut will light up 
and mm-hmm. tell me, yes, this is this is intuitive. When I say it feels like it's coming from my sinuses, when I'm actually, I think it's coming from my pineal gland. Okay. Yeah. Because it's that's kind of located Got behind it. your sinuses. Which is the gland that's supposed to be associated with the third eye. That's right. It is. Mm-hmm. But in giving out different things to test out, I guess really the first thing, the first thing is to ask yourself a yes or no question Mm. and feel in your body where you're kind of getting a response. Like ask yourself sort of an intuitive yes or no question and then try to feel like, does this feel like a yes or does this feel like a no? So that's often, so like... It, like Rosalie, sometimes she'll be like, Jillian, what's your feeling about this? Like, you know, we're trying to make a decision on something. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask myself the question and then I'll tune in to my solar plexus and feel what it's telling me. And sometimes mm-hmm. I've got to kind of explore around to kind of feel that feeling a little bit more to understand, like to totally unpack the feeling. I don't know if that makes sense. It's hard to describe this stuff because it's so mushy. <laughs> It's so mushy and everybody experiences it differently. So what works for me and what makes sense to me, you're like, what the hell? It's coming through your sinuses. I get it through my feet, right? Okay, great. It comes through your feet. Yes. Wherever it comes from. Yeah. It could come from your fingertips or your aura or your cat. I don't know. And the kind of information that you get might be the might be also kind of different depending on what your intuitive abilities are, your psychic abilities are. One of the things that we, (laughs) this is the one that I remember the most. I was like, this is just weird. This is so weird. We, in this class, we were all supposed to bring in an item. Mm -hmm. And the other person was supposed to hold it and see what kind of information they get from it. Mm -hmm. And so some people were better at this than others. Well, the guy that I was partnered with brought in um, some sort of a climbing gear. And I'm tuned, and this is again where you shouldn't filter yourself because I'm like, okay. I really, I got a, a couple things. One is I got really this strong feeling of just happiness. Like it felt like the object itself was really happy, mm-hmm. which was interesting to me. Like I just I was overwhelmed with this feeling like it's really happy. And he's like, well, the happiest times in my life are when I'm climbing. So it's like, well, it really likes climbing with you, apparently, <laughs> this inanimate object. But the other thing, too, is like I'm getting cats, which is not what you're thinking about. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm getting cats. And he's just like, yeah, I have it hung up on a wall right above where I feed my cats. Oh. I don't know. Again, there's the animals. I mean, that's what I get as an animal. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything to read with the climbing gear. I don't I didn't get anything that exciting. Well, and that's that's interesting, too. So when I was in grad school for acupuncture and Chinese medicine, one of our professors had us hold a Chinese herb in our hand and we were supposed to say what we thought it like. What was it for? Right. Without any knowledge mm. of what this herb was. is it, I mean, it, honestly, it looked like a stick. <laughs> interesting. So holding the herb in my hand, I was like, I feel heat, just intense, intense heat. And, well, it turns out that, you know, I said that and my professor was like, oh, you got it so wrong. And it's like the coldest herb in Chinese medicine because that's properties of of herbs include hot and cold. Okay. And so he was thinking that I just had none of the like intuitive anything that I needed to be a good (laughs) acupuncturist or herbalist, right? You're a failure. (laughs) But I wasn't sensing the herb. I was sensing what the herb treats. Ah, uh, you see, there you go. And so that's something to think about too. Like 
are you completely inaccurate in what you're what you're picking up? Maybe you're not inaccurate. Maybe you're just picking up a different thing than somebody else's. Yes. So what is the aspect of the thing that you're picking up? So that's why it's really good to just practice and practice and practice and just to continue to explore and experience what are your gifts? What are your strengths? How are you psychic? And you can do it in simple ways. Like you do these fancy exercises that we're talking about, or you could do it as in just like, who is calling you before you pick up the phone? These days, that doesn't work as well because there's caller ID. <laughs> Back in the day, that was one of the things I always advised you to do. Um, but, you know, that's sort of a thing. And then, of course, there's the perennial question of how do you know if it's real? Yeah. You don't exactly. No. <laughs> no. But so, I think with, with psychic abilities, sometimes you have a knowing that it's real. And that's fine. And if you don't, that's fine too. But what always matters is what you are able to do with the knowledge you get. Mm -hmm. And how can you make your life and the world a better place based on the knowledge you get? Yes. And sometimes that might be very direct as opposed to like going out and finding a cat or, <laughs> you know, doing a thing. Um, and it might be more subtle, whereas just like putting out the energy to be protective, like Rosalie right. did with the fallen tree. And sometimes it's totally neutral. That's fine. Yeah. Now that brings me to kind of a question that came from a listener, which is what is the point of having psychic visions if you can't change things that are coming? And this is my friend, Ella. And she specifically had this experience where she woke up on September 11th, 2001. And in her head, she saw Manhattan on fire. Wow. Without, without the Twin Towers in the skyline. So she woke up and she was like, well, that was a weird dream. Why did I have that? She, and then she found out very shortly after that, oh, 9-11 just happened or is happening. And, you know, so so she wasn't able to do anything with that knowledge, right? It's not like she could stop it from happening. Yeah. So what do you think about that as far as the answer? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I think it might be the sort of thing where sometimes... You just get to know shit, mm -hmm. whether you want to or not. Well, it's, you know, and I kind of think about it's a sense, right? Mm -hmm. If we talk about it as a sense, you see things and you hear things that you can't always change, but you're getting the information. Mm -hmm. So when you're open to intuitive information or psychic information, you're going to get things. I think the twist would be, yeah, she couldn't necessarily do anything to prevent 9-11, but she was open, which is why she was getting that information. But then could she take that same ability and use it in different ways for other pieces of information to gather? Right. Well, and then obviously you can't do anything about something like 9-11, but maybe putting a little extra love out into the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And are you going to fix the problems? No, not when it's something huge like that. Yeah. When you had the, the tower in your tarot reading about yep. the year 2020 yep. and it turns out to be COVID. Well, you knew something was going to happen. Yes. But you didn't know what. And there wasn't anything I could do about it. Right. For me too, like in a way, getting the tower, then when it happens, it's kind of like, okay, this isn't an accident, right? Not that I think things are an accident, right? But in some ways it could be like, okay, there's this was coming and it's mm -hmm. okay. Even though it's not okay, it's going to be okay. I, I don't know. 
Even if it's not okay. Even if it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. One of the shitty things about psychic abilities is that you get the bad with the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there are techniques that people can do to kind of filter out some of the bad. I don't think we have time to get into those today. But it's when you open your third eye, you see the world. You see the world. You see the good, you see the bad, and you see the neutral. Mm-hmm. And you got to decide what you're going to do with that information. Yeah. All right. That's the answer to that. Very unsatisfying. That's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So Jillian and I want to know your questions about our topics. And so on our Facebook and Instagram, we've started posting in advance of our episodes what the topic is going to be for our next recording. So if you have questions, follow us on Instagram or Facebook, and you'll know specifically what topic we're going to be talking about. And you can ask us those specific questions. Also, if you have questions about other stuff, don't hesitate to send us those questions. ShitMySoulSays at gmail.com or slip into our DMs. Is that the no, it sounds Jillian. it is it is the right thing. It's just I just it sounds dirty. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. Or DM us uh, with your with your questions about yeah. anything that is woo related. Yeah, and we might feature your question on an upcoming episode. Okay, so speaking of, this is one of the questions that we got when we posted our call for questions. I keep hearing that in order to open one's third eye, they have to be super positive and never depressed, anxious, because those are supposedly low vibe states. As a therapist in training, I think the whole be positive, good vibes only shtick is A, toxic positivity, B, steeped and privileged, and C, ultimately destructive, which I assume would also affect psychic development. How can those who experience depression, anxiety, trauma, etc. develop their psychic abilities without feeling like they have to be brimming with happiness all the damn time? Girl, I hear you. Right? Thank you. So first, I think it's really important to point out that both Jillian and I Mm -hmm. suffer from depression. I also suffer from anxiety. I don't know if Jillian does. Yeah, I do. She's never mentioned it. I do. I suffer from performance anxiety. That's right. (laughs) I did know that. Which is Um, really hilarious. (laughs) Knowing me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm medicated. And I still have depression and anxiety, right? Like, I have to take pills every day to just be at a baseline level. Yeah. So we are people who experience that. Yes. And what I would say is there is a very toxic positivity movement out there. But for me, when it's like, okay, focus on the positive, what that means is not I need to be positive. It's I need to focus on the thing that I want, not the thing that I don't want. Mm -hmm. So if what I want is money, it's like, okay. I'm going to put the energy out into the world that I want money coming in. And I'm not going to focus on I don't want to be poor. For me, it's just twisting the language that it's focusing on the thing you want instead of the thing you don't. Yeah, I agree. And then as far as like being in a happy state to be able to tap into intuition, man, I wish I was happy all the time. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) But I'm not, particularly in the winter. I am mildly depressed most of the time. Um, and I still get psychic information. I still get intuitive information. When I'm when I'm really depressed, it might be, you know, I still communicate with my guides. Mm-hmm. I still got the, get that information in. I think that I get where our listener is coming from. Mm-hmm. Because if you're vibrating at like a negative place, 
it's really shitty to be like, well, you're getting negative shit because you're you're feeling negative. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's not helpful. No. Because the truth is, you know, I tap into my psychic stuff, no matter what state I'm in, and I don't get negative information. I don't get negative stuff. I mean, I think negative shit happens to everybody. Yep. And it doesn't matter if they're resonating at a positive vibration or a negative vibration. But I do think that when you're at a negative vibration, that... When something bad happens, it feels worse Mm -hmm. than if the same thing were to happen to you when you're more in a positive vibe. Mm -hmm. So it can feel like it's sort of a self-perpetuating problem, but positive things happen and negative things happen. And I don't think that your psychic ability is tied to your mental health in the slightest. Yeah, I agree. I would, the only, I will say from my own personal experience Uh, The one thing for myself, so I don't want to put this on anybody else, but I know that my mind tends to be, I get, um, when I'm dealing with depression, I get a lot more paranoid and I decide in my head that like people are talking about me behind my back or I've done, or somebody's angry with me, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have to alert myself, like those thoughts are not psychic thoughts. Those are not me knowing something that people are angry at me. That is my depression that's causing that. And that I think, again, is why it's really great to differentiate between I know where that what that feeling feels like when I'm in that place. And that's very much in my mind, as opposed to for me, as I mentioned before, my intuitive information comes from my gut. And I can get that if I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm freaked out, whatever, I can still tap into that. You don't have to be positive in order to get psychic information. Just be careful that you're actually reading your psychic information. That's a really good caveat. Okay. All right. And on that note, let's read some tarot cards. Let's do some tarot cards. I want you to read yours first. I drew it twice and I got the same card, but it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm hoping it makes sense to me when you read yours. Okay. Well, interestingly, I got a card that's really kind of just straight up in your face. So I pulled from the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle card. Ooh, that's a new one. It's an old one, (laughs) but it's a new one for our show. It's a new one for our show. And I got communication. Perfect. It's just a little signpost and it has the word communication on it. Communication. Okay. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think that we're talking about psychic abilities. I think that there's a level of communication that you have to have with your body, with your your psyche, right? Mm-hmm. And also, if you want help, you've got to call on your guides and call on other people that you know who know more about it than you if you want to develop this stuff. I also think it's really interesting as we are recording, but not when it's posted, we're going through Mercury retrograde, which fucks with communication. True. So I'm curious to know what your card is before I feel like I can give it a really good Fair enough. Read. In respect of today's topic, I went ahead and pulled from my Psychic Tarot Oracle deck from John Holland because it had the word psychic in it. (laughs) So it's the right deck to pull from. And what I got was accelerated emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a woman who's looking up at a shooting star. And it means that, you know, things are picking up. You're getting closer to going on going on your way on on your dreams. Like, I feel like this is a good one for me personally and where I'm at and what my weekly was. <laughs> but I was a little like, I drew it the first time and kind of got two different cards. And then I drew it again and got two different cards. But this one showed up both times. So it's like, this is the one that wants to be. The other one I got was um, authority too. And so my interpretation on that is like, be... 
be like own your authority in your in, in your psychicness, right? Yes. Like sit in that place of power for yourself. Yeah. But yeah, as far as accelerated emotion and communication. Well, I mean, just from the standpoint of our podcast, we're having accelerated motion and it's based on communication. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I would say things are going to pick up. Things are going to speed up in our lives. Yeah. And I think 2020 was a deceleration. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> right? I mean, just globally, it was just a massive deceleration. It was a break. So, it was a full stop. Yeah. So now we have increased motion. We're moving faster. We're accelerating mm-hmm. where we were we were stopped or very, yeah. very slow. And I think that that's, a, that's also a global thing. As the year progresses, as the vaccine rolls out more and more, as COVID becomes less of a thing in the world, we're all going to find ourselves moving more literally and figuratively and psychically. And so all of the stuff that maybe has felt dormant because of the state of the world, it's going to start moving again. And I'd also bring that to the idea of doing your own woo. I think that's the other thing I'm kind of getting is that right now for you, you're like listening to this podcast, you're exploring whatever woo is for you. Uh, And so I can kind of say like an accelerated motion on that path, whatever that path is for you, whether it's being psychic or doing energy healings or reading tarot cards or talking to your animal, whatever it is. Thanks for listening. Remember, as always, we love it if you subscribe to our show, wherever podcast listener you listen on. Uh, Make sure to share with people who you think might find this episode useful and check us out on social media. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. Shit My Soul Says. Um, Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, do your woo. Do your woo. And tell us what shit does your soul say. Yes. What shit does your soul say? (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.